Awesome. Good afternoon to all of us. Always such a pleasure to be here with you guys. I, I am so glad um, that, uh, that Lindsay shared that testimony as I was sitting next to my boss. Uh, because as, <laughs> as she mentioned the part about four increases, I just turned and gave him one of those, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes next week. Holding out for a testimony. <laughs> so, good people, please uh, turn with me in your Bibles uh, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 5. And we, we are beginning uh, today on a new series, our Eyewitness News series. And this is the series that's leading us into the Easter period. Um, and so as we track with this series, the idea is to track with one of the disciples, namely Peter, as he encounters Jesus, gets to know Jesus, follows Jesus, uh, even unto the cross. Um, and so we, we're going to be following Peter as he follows Jesus. And Peter was an eyewitness to the work, to the words, to the teachings, and to the ministry of Jesus and so we're going to just be following on what he saw, what he learned, and what we can derive from that. I don't know if you've ever uh, um, heard somebody sharing a testimony. Now, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's good coincidence that Lindsay shared a powerful testimony. You, you hear somebody sharing a testimony, you go, man, why won't that ever happen for me? You know, somebody shares something powerful and you go, how come I never experience things like that? You know, I, I believe in God. I, I go to church. I throw some money in the basket every now and then. How, co- how come this stuff never happens for me? What I want to talk um, to us about this afternoon is, um, is that if Peter could be an eyewitness, then so can you. And so can I. Peter was an eyewitness to uh, the, the ministry of Jesus and Jesus walking on earth, you and I can be an eyewitness to the ministry of Jesus through the Holy Spirit here on earth, both in our lives and as He impacts other people. So, for those of you note-takers, the series is called Eyewitness News. This particular sermon is called Be the First to Know. You can be the first to know. You can be the first to see Jesus move. You can be the first to experience miracles, provision, awesome things that God does because He still walks and He still performs awesome and amazing miracles on this earth today. Amen. Amen. Have you found your way to Luke 5? Great. Now that you've found your way, we can put it on the screen. So, so we're... We're, we're, again, we're going we're gonna to read the scriptures together. It's good that you behold the scriptures, uh, that you listen to scripture, that you declare scripture. And so uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to read these scriptures together. I'm going to ask you guys uh, to read this first slide with me. You guys are going to read the next one, and you guys are going to re- read the next one. I think we're getting the, the hang of this by now, right? Okay, so Luke uh, verse 5, 1 to 11. Let's go. It says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. 
but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But Simon, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. Amen. Wonderful portion of Scripture where Jesus impacts Simon and says to him, because you have seen, because you have followed, because you have obeyed, because I have chosen you, you will no longer fish for, for fish, you will now fish for men. If we are going to be eyewitnesses to the work of Jesus, there are a few key lessons and just three that I want to share with you from this portion of Scripture, what we may learn from Simon Peter, how he responded, and he responded and he became an eyewitness. So if we can respond likewise, we too can become eyewitnesses to the work of Jesus. The first thing that becomes apparent when we start to read this scripture is that if we are going to become eyewitnesses to the work of Jesus in this world, it's going to take preparation. It's going to take preparation, folks, because the scriptures tell us that when Jesus walked down the shores of the lake, the fishermen, Simon Peter and his friends, were washing their nets. They were washing their nets. They, hadn't, they had toiled. They had gone fishing all night. They had caught nothing, and they were washing their nets. Now, the way that they would fish in that day is that they would, they would cast nets. They would cast a net out into the ocean, allow it to sink, and then they would draw on a drawstring so that the net closes and captures the fish, and that's how they would pull the fish in. But we're told specifically here that they had done this all night. They had cast out, they had drawn in, they had pulled their nets, and they had caught nothing. And they would do it again. They would move to a different place, and they would cast out that net. They would allow it to sink. They would pull on the drawstring. They would bring up the net, and they would come up empty. All night, they toiled, not giving up until the morning, at which point they realized, man, 
There's no more point in us laboring. Let's go back to shore and let us prepare for tomorrow. Saints, there's something that I don't want you to miss here. That these gentlemen who caught nothing all night, labored all night, tried different strategies, we find them preparing for the next day. See, they didn't go, well, we tried. We gave it, our, we gave it a good shot. We tried different strategies. We cast the net out in different places. We've caught nothing. We have failed at this game. Let's go home. They were preparing for the next day. How's that for faith? I haven't caught anything today, but that's okay. I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe there's some ways in which you have cast nets in your life. It feels like you have continuously cast nets. Drawn on your drawstring, brought up your net and you've come up empty. How many times have we simply just walked away? These gentlemen went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to wash our nets. We're going to prepare because tomorrow we'll be back again. I asked myself, why was it important for them to wash the nets? After all, they hadn't caught any fish. Why was it important for them to labor to wash the nets? Well, they were being diligent, and they, they were being diligent, and they were being good stewards, right? But the, the second thing that I realized is that when, when you are casting your net out into the deep, and, 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 you, and you draw on your drawstring, and you close the net, and you bring it up, if there are no fish in there, doesn't mean that you haven't caught anything. You've caught debris. You've caught maybe some dead fish. You've caught some rubbish. You've caught some things that people have thrown into the ocean. Some unwanted things that you've caught up in your net that have caused your net to become dirty. Perhaps you've caught some old pieces of bone that might cut on your net and cause it to become less effective. So regardless of the fact that you haven't caught any fish, you're still cleaning your net because if you don't clean your net and you do catch a large haul of fish, you will lose those fish. Because your, the integrity of your net will not have been tested, will not have been kept. And in the many ways in which God calls us to cast our nets out and to catch a harvest, one of the primary ways that God calls us to cast our nets is to be a witness in the world. The things that we talk about, the way that we live our lives, are a witness to the world. We're casting a net with our lives. But there are other forms of casting nets. There are, there are passions. There are entrepreneurial things that God has put in your heart. There's, there's, there's targets and faith goals that you're going after in your own workplace. There's, there's faith that you're putting out there. You're casting your net. And sometimes you come up empty. But if you don't look after your net, the day you catch a harvest, your net won't be able to bring it up. So every day, every day, regardless of whether or not you caught a big harvest, saints, you need to wash your nets. You need to wash your nets. One of the best ways 
You can tell me if you discover a different way. One of the best ways I have discovered of keeping my nets clean is to be in the Word of God. Every day, being in the Word of God. Every day, going, in, going to Him. Every day, bringing my, my faith before Him, bringing my disappointments before Him, bringing my victories before Him, my thanksgiving before Him. Living my life before Jesus causes my nets to remain of a good integrity. So if you're not on the Bible plan, you need to get onto that Bible plan. It's been an awesome first week, awesome first seven days for you that are on that Bible plan. I'm sure you're finding that it's a blessing to you. Causes you to go into the Word. I'm loving the comments that you guys are putting on there. Challenges me, helps me, gives me insight. That's an example of washing our nets every single day. So Peter and his friends toiled all night, caught nothing, and washed their nets. That's preparation. The second thing I want to point out that is important for us if we are going to be an eyewitness to the work of Jesus on this world is that we have to be available. Scripture tells us that Jesus, when he'd walked to the shore and when the multitudes were pressing against him to hear his words, that he looked out and he saw two boats two empty boats. And then he went, he went to the one boat, which was Simon Peter's boat, and he got into the boat, and he asked Simon Peter to cast off a little bit. And Simon Peter did so, and he started to teach the multitudes from Simon Peter's boat. See, saints, he didn't get into the boat because it was the best-looking boat. He didn't get into the boat because it was the best performing boat. In fact, this boat had a particularly bad track record. He didn't get into the boat because it was the most popular boat. He got into the boat because it was available. Saints, you may not consider yourself to be the most popular, the most good looking, the most charismatic the, most, the, the wealthiest, the, the most skillful person, but if you are available, Jesus is ready to get into your boat. Didn't take into consideration the skills of the fishermen. Didn't take into consideration the kind of boat. He got into the available boat. I want to encourage you to maintain or to keep your boat available for Jesus to get into. See, Peter, when Jesus asked to get into his boat, could have said, Lord, if only you had arrived three hours ago. I was out in the deep, we were casting out. That would have been a perfect time for you to get into the boat. Right now, we've pulled an all-nighter. We've pulled an all-night shift. We're, I'm, I'm parking the boat. We're getting ready to go. We're, I've, I've sat down. I'm scrubbing down the boat. I'm cleaning the guys. I'm cleaning the nets. We've had a rough time. I'm just, I just want to go with my friends. We're going to go drown our sorrows somewhere. I, do, I don't actually have time for this. He didn't say that. He pulled an all-nighter. In the morning, Jesus arrives. Wants to get into his boat. Peter was willing. Brings Jesus into the boat. 
And now Jesus is addressing the multitudes. What is Peter doing during this time? What is he doing? Well, if, if Jesus is teaching the multitude, then Peter can't carry on with his business. He can't carry on scrubbing down the boat, cleaning, setting up, and getting ready for the next day. He has to sit still and listen. He has to sit still and be available and be under the teaching of Jesus, even though that wasn't his plan for the day. So now Peter goes from setting down operations to sitting silently and listening intently to the teaching of Jesus. He's available. He's available. Oftentimes, we are guilty of inviting Jesus into very specific spaces in our lives. Jesus, I need to meet with you. I need you to be available. And if you can be available from the hours of from 12 o'clock to quarter past one, that will be awesome. Speak to me then. But don't show up at 1.30. Because I'm done then. I've got lunch plans. <laughs> Don't show up when I'm about to leave. Don't show up when it's too late. Don't show up when I've toiled all night. If you need to show up, Jesus, you had better show up at midnight. Because I'm busy at midnight. I'm casting out. I'm not catching anything. In fact, that's probably the opportune time for you to show up is when nothing is happening for me. But please, Jesus, don't show up at your own time. Jesus, saints, shows up when he shows up. Don't you get into the business of telling Jesus when to show up. Jesus will show up, but he'll show up when he shows up. And you had better be ready. And you had better be available. And you had better be willing to change your plans. And you had better be willing to be inconvenienced. And you had better be willing for him to take you out of your way. And if you're not willing to change your plans, if you're not willing to be inconvenienced, if you're not willing to, to go out of your way or to change your plans, you're not ready for him to show up just yet. I want you to ask yourself some tough questions. You're in situations that you've been waiting for Jesus to show up. You, you've cast some nets. You've put some faith out. You've, you've done all of this stuff and you feel like Jesus is delaying. Jesus hasn't showed up in some of these areas. I want you to ask yourself some tough questions. Am I willing to be inconvenienced? Am I willing to change my plans? Am I willing to pull an all-night shift and still entertain Jesus in the morning? I want you to ask yourself these difficult questions. Here's the interesting thing. Jesus gets into the boat of Simon Peter, teaches the people. He's listening, and then he turns his attention from the people. Scriptures tell us that when he had done, when he was done talking to the multitudes, he turned his attention to Peter, and he said to him, Now, I want you to cast off into the deep, and I want you to cast out your net for a catch. There's something there, saints. There's something there. Jesus started out by walking down the shore, noticed the empty boat, went to the empty boat, 
asked Peter if he could get into his boat. Peter allowed him to get into the boat. Asked him to cast off a little bit. Taught the people. Or when he's finished teaching the people, he turns to Simon and he says, cast out even deeper. See, there's a journey that Jesus has got you on. Where he started out with a knock on the door. I just want to hang out with you. Will you let me hang out with you? I just want to fellowship with you. Will you let me fellowship with you? I want to inhabit your heart. Will you, will you let me inhabit your heart? Most of you, I believe, have opened your heart for Jesus to reside in your heart for you to receive his discipleship and his teaching. And he's asked this. All he's asked of you is I want you to cast off just a little bit. Not too much. I want you to cast off just a little bit because I want to teach. I want to, I want to use you as a platform. And that's been easy because casting off a little bit just requires you to come over here. There's the shore. I'm over here. It's safe over here because if Jesus does weird things, I'm close to the shore. It's, it's safe. Jesus, I can work with that. You've asked me to cast off just, just, just over here. Just as long as I can keep sight of the, of, 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 of the shore. It's like how when I, go, when I swim, I, I, have to keep, I have to keep sight of the side of the pool. You know, if I can't keep sight of the side of the pool, we've got a problem. In fact, if I can be arm's length from the side of the pool, that's even better. This is how I dive into the pool. You know, I, I have to make sure... <laughs> I think, I, th I think Peter was feeling like that a little bit. That, okay, we, we're over here, but it, it's, 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 it's four or five lengths to the shore. I can quickly jump out and I can swim that length if Jesus decides to do something weird. And Jesus has got you out a little bit on the shore. And, he, and, he's, and he's told you that he wants to use your life as a platform. He wants to use you to minister to the people. And even as he was using the boat of Peter to minister to the people, but he got done ministering to those people. He got done ministering to those guys. And he says, right, the mission that I wanted to achieve, 1.1, we're done. Peter, it's time to cast out into the deep. There's a word in there for you. Jesus is saying to you, right, we, we, we have done our work on the shallows. We have done our work close to the shore. Now I want you to cast off and I want you to go into the deep and I want you to cast your net out because there's a wonder work that I've prepared for you. So Peter, and this is the third point, had to be responsive. You have to be responsive. If you're, going to be, if you're going to see Jesus working in your life, saints, you're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to be available. And you're going to have to be responsive. Peter, go. And I want you to cast out into the deep. Here's what Peter says. He says, Lord, I've tried that. I've tried. Go. I was out there. I was out in the deep all night. I wasn't even on my own. We were casting out. We did all the tricks. We, 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 we did everything we could think to do, and we still came up empty. There are no fish in this, in, in this lake, Lord. But Jesus is saying, go. Go into the deep. Cast out your net. Here's what Peter says. Well, I've given it a go. I've used my expertise. I've come up empty. But if you say so, I'll do it. He says, at your word. At your word. I will do it. And he casts out into the deep. And he lets down the net. Some of us are standing in the way of what Jesus wants to do because we're experts. 
Because we experienced. Because we know it. We've seen it. We've done it. Been there. Done that. Got the t-shirt. Jesus says, go into the deep. Cast your net. Lord, I've been there. Yes, you have. But you weren't there with me. Jesus, this time around, was in the boat. He's saying to Peter, Peter, you've cast out. You were there all night. It was you and your friends. Now you've got me in the boat. Cast out in the deep and see what happens. And because of obedience, because Peter says, at your word, he cast out and he, he cast his net. And the scriptures tell us that the harvest of fish that he brings in was so much so that it almost broke the net. All because of obedience. All because he allowed Jesus to take him from the shallows into the deep. Over here in the shallows, there's some stories. There's some testimony. But if you, if you want the adventure with Jesus, if you want to see him at his element, saints, you have to allow him to take you into the deep. You have to allow him. You have to respond when he says, we're done here. We're done here. I feel like the Lord is saying that over some of you this afternoon. We're done here. Well done for persevering in the shallows. Well done for being diligent. Well done for being faithful with the little. But we're done here. We're done here. Your season in the shallows is done. We're casting out into the deep. We're casting out into the deep. And when we get into the deep, I want you to cast out your net. I want you to do the things you've tried before. I want you to be willing because you were disappointed before. You were hurt before. You failed before. I want you to put all of that behind you and to cast your net out because I am with you. I'm telling you, you obey and you do what I say. And there is a fantastic harvest that you and I are going to draw in together. The harvest was so much so that he had to beckon to his friends who were out at shore to come and join him in the deep. I don't know if you're getting this. The harvest was so great that he had to beckon his friends who were laboring at the shore to come and join him in the deep. See, all of us want the testimony in the deep, but it's only a few of us that are willing to wade out into the deep and to trust Jesus, and to take risk. But Jesus is glorified when your boat becomes full of harvest, so much so that you have to wave to your friends who refuse to go into the deep and who are playing it safe, and they come running because they can see the overflow. They come running because they can see the favor in your life. It's the favor and the overflow. It's the harvest that's going to get your friends to come running towards you, to come running to where Jesus is, to come running into the deep. Saints, I've got, I got one preacher. We got, I don't know how, mu how much time we've got left. Like maybe I can get two more. <laughs> it's going to take you, 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 going into the deep with Jesus for the rest of the people who are laboring on the shallows and on the shore to see what's possible. Now, because of obedience, there were certain things, certain benefits, certain rewards, certain fruits that Peter and his friends were able 
to experience because they were prepared, because they were available, because they were responsive. Their boats overflowed. Scripture says that two boatloads full of fish and they were sinking. They could barely make it to shore with the boatload of fish. That's how much fish they had caught. Obedience will bring you overflow. You're trusting for overflow in your life? Obey. Obey the action of the Holy Spirit. Obey the command of Scripture. But we also see that revelation came upon Peter because of obedience. Because he cast his net out, brought in a a harvest that he had never, ever been able to take in before, he falls at the feet of Jesus. Falls at the feet of Jesus and recognizes him as Lord. Revelation comes to Peter. And then they pull the hole out onto, on, on, onto shore and they get there and they're safe. And, and now I'm sure everybody's looking at this, this incredible harvest that they've brought in and they're starting to dream about the possibilities. Ooh, Jesus, if we can just get this guy to hang out with us a little bit more. How are your Wednesdays and Friday evenings, Jesus? This kind of a hole could set us up for life. Mm-mm-mm. If we can just sell this, these fish, we can buy three more boats. Imagine what we can do with three more boats. I'm seeing an empire, guys. I'm seeing us develop a whole fish. We can, we can dominate this whole area with, with Simon, Simon and Friends Fishing Company. We... <laughs> We, we can start to diversify. We can start to get into imports and exports. And, 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 and we, we can establish trade routes and, we, and transportation ships and, and goods ships and, and, and warships. And, and we can dominate the seas. And before you know it, man, we have a whole maritime empire that we've built. Guys, it's a good day. It's a good day. Thank you, Jesus. We love it when you hang out with us. We love it when you're with us. Mm, the testimonies are powerful. Imagine when we share this at church, what Jesus has done for us. Woo! Here's what Jesus says. Yes, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hang out. Hey, here's an idea. Leave all of this and, 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 and come with me. But, <laughs> but we just, the plan and the, the, sh- the ships and the... And the Let's not leave all of it. Now, because there was obedience, Jesus speaks purpose over Peter and his friends. He says, right, have we got this out of the way? Right? You, have, you, have, you, have you self-actualized enough? Have you, have you achieved? You, I've given you a greater harvest that you could ever pull by your own. Are you happy? Have we done that? Can we get that out the way? There's a bigger business that, we're, that I'm about, Peter. I, I hear your plan for, for world domination and for, and for dominating the seas and, and for having this great maritime company. There's a bigger plan that I want to speak to you about. If we're done, Peter, if you're done admiring the hole that we've brought in, would you come with me because I'm about to make you a fisher of men? See, Jesus put before them, here, here, here's an opportunity to be something according to the value system of this world. Here's an opportunity to be valued, to be looked up to, to be admired, to go up 
the ladder to do or to, to achieve according to the system of this world. Here's an opportunity to come with me. If you come with me, I'll make you fishers of men. The two systems are not, are, 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 are not the same. The two systems are not the same. I love, I love what, what Lindsay was sharing about the two reference points. The two systems, the one system is what we understand and we know and we can see it and we can see those who've done it and, and how they receive admiration and, and opportunities and favor and, they, and they're popular and they're admired and, all, and we want that. The call of God is a call to an audience of one. One. It's not the admiration of the world. It's not the admiration of the world. That's what you have to settle in your heart, saints. That's what I actually want to just leave you with. You have to settle this in your heart. Significance in the currency of the kingdom is an audience of one. As long as you're chasing after your goals, as long as you're chasing after the things that are before you for the sake of the applause of man, you will receive a crown, but it will be corruptible. It will be temporary. It will be meaningless. But when you make your audience the audience of one, then you can bring in the biggest haul of your life, the biggest haul of your life, and it can be meaningless. You can, you, you, you can turn your back on that to follow what Jesus is telling you to do. When you hold the scales, it's, an, it's, it's not comparable. Peter and his friends went on to witness a work that would change the world. The world was never the same again. We're still talking about them today. We're still grateful for their obedience today. We're still learning from them today. What I want to encourage you with is to set your mind on the audience of one. To change the way that you calibrate. Change the way that you calculate. So that you start to understand that my value is not in what is a worldly system. is not in what is, is the praise and the applause of man. It's empty. My value system is that one day, one day, when I come before the Father, I would hear these words, Well done, my good and my faithful servant. You calibrate yourself according to the kingdom, and you will be an eyewitness. I want to pray for you. Some of you, I know we're in different places. And so some of you, God is, Jesus is still knocking on your boat. He's still saying, I want to come in. I want to, I want to fellowship with you. I want to get to know you. I want you to know me. And you have yet to respond to that. Peter responded by inviting Jesus onto his boat, by allowing Jesus to come onto his boat. And a, an adventure started from there. A phenomenal adventure. Literally, a plan to take over the world. But it started by saying yes. It started by inviting. It started by accepting or receiving Jesus on his boat. I want to pray for you if you know that Jesus wants to come into your boat. And you have not yet received him into your boat. You have not yet received him into your heart. You have not yet made him your Lord and your Savior. 
I'm going to pray, but if, if that is you, I want you just to raise your hands to heaven as I pray. If that is you, you know that you need to receive and you need to actually accept Jesus into your life. Thank you. Please raise, raise your hand up high. Raise your hand up high. Thank you. Father, thank you for these hands. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would remove shame from your children, that they would not be embarrassed to acknowledge you, even as, as Peter received you in his boat publicly with many multitudes watching, that they too would receive you into their hearts publicly with many people watching. I pray, Father, that you would enter into your children's hearts and that you would lead them on an adventure, a whirlwind adventure that will change many lives, that will change the world. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.